Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast, where we answer the age-long question, the question that everybody wants the answer to is, how can you hate from outside the finals? We can't even get in. When you can't <laughs> even get in, how can you hate? We're going to get to that very soon, but first, we must talk about a pressing matter. The Cam Reddish trade. Yes. One of the big trades that went down this week, along with the Bull Bull trade being, bold, being voided as well as what yeah. that means for the future of the NBA, as well as what is going on with the NBA and COVID. They have had a very weird relationship this year. Um, yes. And we'll also talk about the upcoming All-Star game and what our thoughts are on that. All right, Jay, let's lead it off with the Cam Reddish trade. Tell me what you think. Well, personally, I think it's a travesty of, you know, not understanding what you are as a team and how you can become an NBA champion. All right, so basically they have a roster down there full of young guys, all under the age of 25, Trey Young, Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter. They used to have Cam Reddish in this package. John Collins and Yaka Angaku, all super young. We couldn't have them all on the same team. So the obvious choice was to combine some of those players to – create and receive an all-star level asset. You can get a lot for Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter, and let's say Onyeka Ngaku in a first. Like you can you you can get back some serious uh all-star level talent. Um so I feel I feel like they missed by just trading for a first round draft pick. I think they pushed down the problem farther down the road. And I don't think that first round draft pick is going to be anything better than the value of Cam Reddish. And I think the New York Knicks fleeced the Atlanta Hawks. They won this trade. They got the small forward that is going to be their small forward of the future. Um, and he fits the timeline of RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. I love what the New York Knicks did and I hate what the Atlanta Hawks did. Yeah. So I completely agree with everything you said because the Atlanta Hawks have literally like, you know, it's almost like they don't understand the talent they have on the roster and what they could package together, what they could have packaged together in order to get something back greater. Yes. Getting a first back, you, 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 you mean like you really lost that trade. The yes. Knicks, the Knicks for once have won something. Yeah. 
it, it's crazy. I mean, after everything they've been through with Phil Jackson and everything, they're finally on the winning side of things, you know? Yes. After they got fleeced with the Kristaps Porzingis trade, you know what I mean? Got nothing back yeah. for that. Like, you know, yeah. finally you are working something out. Now they're mm-hmm. doing the fleecing. Um, it's just one thing. It's just like we're going to, you know, keep Atlanta in our prayers, you know what I mean, while they go through this psychiatric evaluation. Um, <laughs> because it's clearly something not going on right up there. Because how do you do that? Yes. How do you how do you go ahead and trade a future all-star away for a first round pick that may turn into absolutely nothing? You have no yes. guarantee that's gonna be a great pick. No guarantee, yeah. and you've just given him up for pennies on a dollar. And you know what else you have done? You have made New York now a more enticing candidate in free agency to one Zion Williamson. Yeah. Because and I'm glad go ahead. Yeah, because now you've paired RJ Barrett with the former teammate, and now Zion's in New Orleans drowning right now, looking at new at the Knicks like I want to go have fun with them. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because the reality of the NBA now is okay. Everybody used to be okay, we're going to build through the draft, right? But the free agency, the reality of free agency is that you may not be able to keep those players for more than five years. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden are all on a super team on the team that none of them were drafted to. Mm-hmm. So I, I love the point you made because long-term, the Knicks really won that trade because they can entice somebody who we may not think of in this moment long down the line, though, may join them and make them a contender because mm-hmm. they're one far away from being really tough. So I, I, I really like the fact that you brought that up. That's a really good point. And who's going to pass on Zion Williamson? I mean, like, you're going to make that work because if R.J. Barrett's like, yo, you know, he's going to develop in a couple of years. Cambridge is going to develop in a couple of years. They'll have, you'll be like the difference between NBA and majority of, and the majority of the other sports in the world today is that the NBA, the players have a lot of power. They can force Mm -hmm. the hands of the GMs and of the owners to go out and get certain pieces that they would like to acquire. Now, once R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish start showing that, hey, we're top-level talent, now they can get the ear of the GM. Now they can be yeah. like, wait, you go in the ear like, pss, pss, hey, Zion Williamson, bring him to New York. And they're like, whatever you want. <laughs> then they yeah. pay him millions of dollars, bring him to New York, and then now you New York is looking like a contender. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with you. And Atlanta eats sour grapes. Yes, and and it might be that this might be the start of the downfall of the Atlanta Hawks. We may go a few years from now, like man, you remember when they made us at the conference finals? Yeah, they might make the miss the playoffs this year, and it's because they can't guard anybody. You remember that one game, Anthony Simons dropped like forty four. I think didn't drop like fifty. He dropped forty four or fifty six. Yeah, he I dropped a lot of points. It was against the Atlanta Hawks. I watched that game. I yeah. think Trey Young got 56 that night. Yeah. And an example of how terrible the Atlanta Hawks' defense is this year is they basically, I think they lost or almost lost without, to the Portland Trailblazers, was without C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. That's why Anthony Simmons had so many points is because those other two were not playing. 
Yeah. And it looked like they were like inept at guarding. It looked like they were like a a ninety four and up women's basketball league age wise trying to guard an NBA team. Like that's how terrible they looked on defense. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, Chris. It's 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 egregious how bad they are on defense. And they gotta really figure it out on that end. Yeah, it's another number of teams in the NBA right now who are like suffering on defense, but especially to go so far and to have the ability to go far again, or at least to, you know, yes. you know, everybody wants to see Knicks versus Atlanta, and now you fed them the piece they need to beat you. Like, what? Yes. Yeah, that's a fact. Spoon fed. Yeah, they definitely spoon fed them. And that's actually one other thing we have to get to now is. Bull Bull on the last podcast, we was we it was live. We were like, "Hey, Bull Bull has been traded from the Denver Nuggets to Detroit Pistons." But guess what, guys? If you have not been following the Woes report, the trade has been voided because Bull Bull cannot pass the Detroit Pistons physicals. I wonder what's wrong with him. That it must be the reason why he dropped in the draft. Yeah. That, that. Because remember, he only paid, played a couple games and he got hurt. Yeah. But in those couple so, games, he was showing like all star level potential. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. that's probably why. Hopefully, they figure out a way to get him healthy because he is a force on the court. Seven foot two with guard skill, really special uh, player. What he probably needs to do, he probably just needs to rehab, what, rehab that injury completely. He might need to do, pull like a, um, a Kawhi Leonard. And just refused mm-hmm. to play. Yeah, that might be a good choice long term for his career. Yeah, just figure out whatever failing him, come back healthy. Exactly. Yeah. Well, are you? Uh, oh, we have one other thing to cover. Yeah. It's the Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, core injury out six to eight weeks, and some people are talking about the rest of the season. Mm. Uh, what do you think about Dame missing time? I mean, Portland's not going anywhere anyway. Um, and with Dame out, I mean, he hasn't been playing too great this season anyway. Like it's it's been a, a like it's been a cycle a little bit. So like he he wasn't playing well. Portland isn't performing well. They're probably going to miss the playoffs this year. You know, it's just I I think that he shouldn't play the rest of the season. He should just get healthy and then go yeah. into free agency and try to pick the better team. And try to you know go back and try to strive for a chip or for a win, maybe even a finals appearance or something like that. That's really what his focus should be. He should not be trying to play for Portland anymore, in my opinion. I think that he should just go ahead, take the rest of the season out, and just focus on getting better and going into free agency next year. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more that he should be going to a new team. He is a superstar that deserves to be playing in meaningful games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And as a fan, I feel like we just want to see that. Um, and Damian Lillard is a guy who's reaching the point in time in his career where everything's either plateauing from here on out or regressing. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get better as a player because he's around 30, l- low 30s. You know what I mean? He's in that time range. Um you know, even though it's a lot of money, because I think he get paid fifty million dollars a year, mm-hmm. um, I would pass it over. And I would, I would definitely go try to win a ring. You know, go 
I mean, Dallas. I feel like Dallas would be a good destination for him. Yeah, I'm thinking so too. Uh, that might be that might work a little better. Um, yeah. But who knows? No, that's not it. Yeah. So, um, Dallas is actually something they were thinking that that everybody was talking about. They were saying like maybe Dallas paired next to Luca, or maybe if he can get to Philadelphia and pair with Joel and B, we can see what that may become as well. I would like to see yeah. either one of those. Luca go. Luca is great. You know what I mean? He might be able to step into like maybe a bigger role. Maybe you know steps like maybe a four ish or something like that. Let Dame take over the point guard position. That's a terrible tandem that you want to see. That's a scoring tandem. Those are, they both can drop forty on you every night, pretty much. Yes, yes. And then Joel and B never played with a guard who can score. Yeah, they're both Look. elite shot creators. Yeah. So either way it goes, I mean, I don't know if Philly would be more. I mean, Philly's a little tough because of the fan base. Bless you. Philly's a little tough. Philly's a little tough because of the fan base. The fan base will chew you up and spit you out very quickly. So um, if Damian Lillard underperforms, he'll need psychiatric evaluation as well, just like Ben Simmons. Yeah. You know, JoJo is already a little bit of a wild guy to begin with, so he, he might need that. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to kick it into our main course? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's get to it. All right. All-star game. What do we think about the All-Star game? What do we think about what's good about the All-Star game in general? What we dislike? Just like let's talk about it. I think we kind of mentioned it a little bit in the in the in like the last week's podcast that's out now on all platforms. Um shameless plug. Uh, uh <laughs> thinking the same right now. Um so basically what I like about the All-Star game is that it's kind of like a celebration of the players in a way. You know what I mean? You take the you take the yeah. players, you give them an opportunity to really, you know, just kind of kick back, but really showcase talents, you know, the dunkers dunk, the shooters shoot, you know what I mean? And then the players are playing the all-star game, which is like the coup de gras, you know what I mean? It may not be taken that seriously in the first couple quarters, but I like the way they reinvented the all-star game where now, like, those last couple minutes is, like, competitive basketball, and you have, like, the greatest players in the world on the who you never think will ever team up or on that team together, you know? And then I like the way they have the draft now. That's really something fun to watch because now you're watching the great LeBron James, you know what I mean, put teams together, like legit from the ground up, 1 through 12. He's picking teams. Um, One thing I don't like is the dunk contest. And throughout the years, as I've been a basketball fan, it's been one of my favorite things to watch is the dunk contest. I love the dunk contest. I'm always like, wow, what's they going to do next, you know? And now it's just like, man, because it feels more like it's not about the dunk anymore. It's about who judges and who you know. And that's kind and that's not really what it should be about. I mean, like we've watched Jordan, you know, I mean, not us personally, but maybe if you go on YouTube, we watched Jordan get 50 after 50 after 50 jumping from the free throw line, you know? That's extraordinary. You know, we've seen Vince yeah. Carter put his whole armpit in the rim, do 360s yeah. off vert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just easy, easy dunks through the legs. You know what I mean? We've seen um, Gerald Green, one of the bountiest mans in the world, blew out a birthday, blew out a cupcake at the top of the backboard and then dunk the basketball. We've seen Nate Robinson jump over seven footers. 
we seen the birth of Superman part two. <laughs> like, you know, these are extraordinary moments. And now, like, what do we have? Because, I mean, Zach Levine is great. Don't get me wrong. But Aaron Gordon was way more creative. That was the best dunk contest we've ever seen up until, I mean, like, in years when Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon went at it the first time. You know? And then he gets robbed in the following year. It's just like the problem with the dunk contest is that you can't get any marquee names to perform because nobody wants to get robbed. The dunk contest has become a robbery now. I mean, think about this for a second. We all know who John Wall is, right? When was the last time he played an NBA game? It's been years. He he could play for the Houston Rockets if they just wanted to go with Young Town. I, I get like, that. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what's the last time he played the NBA game? He was injured, and then he came back, then he got injured again. This man participated in dunk contest, and guess what? He won. I remember that. That was not a fun dunk contest to watch. I was so confused the entire time. They had, like, two other guys on the court, and they're, like, throwing the ball off the backboard, and then he dunks it at the end, and he won. Guess what? on a reverse dunk. I can't reverse dunk, but that's not impressive. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. It's not impressive. It's not. The guy Jeremy Evans, I think I mean like I like I think he played for Utah. He never he didn't win it, but like he wasn't impressive. Paul George was impressive. That whole like flight school type thing, that was pretty cool when he did the 360 with the light up shoes. We mm-hmm. you cannot go and get a Paul George dunk contest anymore. We, I want to see a healthy Zion in the contest, a John Moran in the contest, a Donovan. Wait, Donovan Mitchell won last year, right? I don't remember. And no, Donovan Mitchell didn't participate. Who was the guy who won last year? Was Donovan Mitchell? It was Donovan Mitchell, and he didn't even oh, shake his hand. He, yeah, he beat Larry Nance or something like that one of the years. I think it was his rookie year, and then he didn't even shake the guy's hand. Like he didn't shake his dad's hand or something like that. Like Larry Nance's dad, like Larry Nance Senior, didn't even shake his hand. After he beat Larry Nance Jr. in the duck contest. Wow. I'm like, I mean, that's cool. Donna Mitchell was like, but look, think about it. Who have you known, big name-wise, who has participated in the dunk contest in recent years? Besides Aaron Gordon, he's not even that big of a name. I mean, it's Zach Levine. But that, I mean, like, who are they going to get this year is what I'm saying. They Nobody wants to participate. They have to, like, you have to... If you, I feel like if you're going to screw these guys over, and these are top dunkers, like greatest dunkers, you know what I mean? Of you know, mm-hmm. of their time period, pretty much. Like you have to entice them somehow. Nobody wants to go yeah. home head down like Aaron Gordon two years in a row, and he should have won at least one trophy, yeah. if not both. Yeah. Like give them some money if they lose. Make it a consolation prize or something like that. If you're just gonna screw people over. That's what my thoughts are. I do like the skills challenge too. That's pretty cool. I do like that because Jokic won that one year. I was like, "That's that yeah. guy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I think the dunk challenge. I agree with you. It's there could be a higher level that we could see, um, that we don't really get to see. I think the three point challenge can be really fun and interesting. Um, you know, I. Honestly, think it would be fun to see like a sudden death three point challenge. Like last, like let them pick any spot that they want on the court, 
and see how many they can hit in a row mm. with all the lights. Like, I would be curious. Like, we just we're just gonna let you know Steph Steph in the corner. Like, it would be interesting to see like all like like Steph shoots one, and let's say Clay Thompson's in a competition, he shoots next, mm. and then let's say Joe Harris is in the competition, he shoots next. Like they all rotate, and you miss, and you're out. Like I feel like that would be fun. Yeah, you know, but I, I like the way it's set up. Um, you know, it, it's it's a really good thing. Um, I think you were right about the All Star Game in general, though, with like the 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 starters and the main event, and I like the fact that the last quarter actually means something, and they really try. So I mean, you don't really need to watch the first three quarters; just watch the fourth quarter, and it's really fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I like the fact that now it's now it's competitive because they fixed that problem, and I agree with you that the captains. And watching that on TNT is fun, you know, Charles Barkley, Shaq. So, you know, there's there's a few things that are nice about the All-Star Games. So are you ready to talk about like, who our All-Star team is? Yeah, I got one more thing, though. I want to talk about the shooting challenge because you just made a point for me. Is that one thing I do like about the three-point shooting contest is that anybody can win. Yes. And, because remember Marco Bellinelli won? Yeah. <laughs> like, Joe what? Right, like the greatest shooters don't always win. Yeah, I mean, I like lose, that. I mean, lose the great shooters, but yeah, you're right. You know, Steph, the greatest shot creators may not be the greatest standstill shooters. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just yeah, any and it's it's a unique thing. I completely agree with you, Chris. So we're uh, moving into the into the rosters, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. First things first. Something that I hate about the All-Star Game rosters is that we do not elect guys that are putting up amazing numbers on terrible teams. I don't care if your team is 0 and 52. If you're averaging 25, 10 and 6, you're going to make the team. Like I don't care if my eye test says you're a good player. You know, there's only one player that doesn't make the all-star team on the East. That's like his eye test is not that good. He's just getting fluff stats. Um, And that's Fred Van Fleet. He's in a lot of people's all-star team at the end, but I just don't think he is an all-star as a player. I don't think he's an all-star quality player. I just just can't put all-star next to his name, Um, even though I think he's averaging 22 and something. He definitely is. But basically – the all-star team, the starters, is the guard is Trey Young for the East. The other guard is Zach Levine. The three forwards are Giannis, Kevin Durant, and Embiid. What do you think about the starting five for the East, Chris? Is that Trey Young, Zach Levine? Giannis, KD, Embiid. Um, you're missing somebody. Why does DeMar DeRozan just start? I'm sorry. Uh, he's a forward. <clears throat> so you got to either take Giannis, who people want for MVP, KD, or Embiid out. And I honestly, I, 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 I couldn't see myself taking out Embiid and KD's leading the league in scoring. Yeah, like by like point something points because like he's right. Le- like LeBron's like literally the right to behind him. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. 
Uh, do you still think you would have DeRozan in the starting lineup knowing because he's not a two guard because they don't really play him at two guard, mm-hmm. so he doesn't qualify for the guard position. That's not okay. I guess. I guess he'd come off the bench. But I was thinking, like, the, I, I would put DeRozan somewhere in the starting spot, but I don't know who I would take out. Because I was go- thinking, like, <clears throat> DeRozan over Zach Levine, but Zach Levine's great, too, so I wouldn't want to take him out either. So I guess he DeRozan come off the bench. As long as he's in the All-Star game, so it really nice to me. Oh, he yes. deserves that position yeah. like no other. Yeah, he really does. All right, you ready for the bench? Yeah, what's up? The two guards off the bench, James Harden. I mean, he's like at 22 and 7 or something like that. Yeah. He's already. Bradley Beals, the other two guard. The forwards are Jason Tatum, DeMar DeRozan, and Jalen Brown. And the two guys off the bench, the last two people to make it in, is Jimmy Butler and LaMelo Ball. Now, the argument for LaMelo Ball is... He does not average many points per game as Fred Van Fleet. No. Is he, you know, does he have more assists? Yes. Does he have more rebounds? Yes. But LaMelo Ball's impact on the game of basketball is so much more than his stats that I really don't think they're comparable. I think my eye test tells me LaMelo Ball is a better point guard right now than Fred Van Fleet on every team in basketball. So we we have Lamelo Ball here. So what are you thinking about those twelve guys? You think anybody snubbed? Tyler Hero, Fred Van Fleet, Darius Garland, Jared Allen. There's some guys that didn't make it. Bam. Yeah. I, would put, I mean, I'm thinking like Fred Van Vliet maybe takes Lamelo's spot only because you know I understand what you mean as far as impact. But I don't think that that's how they're selected, you know, technically. So I wouldn't put that as a criteria, even though I completely agree with you. Like the impact of LaMelo Ball is phenomenal. We've seen him come into the league and really start the Charlotte Hornets on their way to becoming a playoff contender. They're going, they might pick the playoffs this year. I think they are. Um, and, you know, then you're going to build this team more up as long as you keep these guys together and don't just sell out on the dream. You, this team will grow together and become a championship contender as well. Um, so I completely agree with you on that. But far as the, maybe what the criteria is, I would use like I would put Fran Van Vliet in because I mean, like I said, he's the better scorer right now at this point in, in the point in this point in the NBA in the point in the season right now. He's a better scorer. Um, he's leading his team right now, and I I can't go off impact. I I can't. That that I don't think that's a criteria. Okay. So Chris only only dispute is Fred Van Fleet at the end. I will I will put him or I don't think anybody else I could really think of or Darius Garland. I mean I like Darius. We need it. Look, it's Cleveland and Darius Garland has, has fit in somewhere. Please, he's a Cavalier. How are you not gonna have a Cleveland Cavalier Sorry. at the All Star Game get- in Cleveland? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I couldn't get him on. Darius Garland or Fred Van Vliet? One or the other. I would rather have Darius Garland. Darius Garland in. I mean, he's not averaging much points, but just, just, off the, just off being respectable to the Cleveland Cavaliers. You can't use our stadium, the queue, use our city, and none of us make the All-Star game? 
Get out of here. I, mean, I guess LeBron is like a honorary Cleveland Cavalier, so he's going to make it. That man wears purple and gold. <laughs> but in his heart, he will always be a Cleveland god. <laughs> uh, Logo's purple and gold. I just noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stop using the Laker colors. It's going to get sued. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's not. Don't worry about it. The colors, people use the same colors as NBA teams all the time. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so basically, I really think that, um, you know, this is uh, a fair way of choosing the All-Star team. Like, I don't care who the one seed is in the East, and should they have two All-Stars? Like, yes, do they? Do they? It's the Chicago Bulls. Yes, they do. But the Warriors are going to be the one seed in the West. Do I have to force Draymond Green into the playoffs, to the All-Star game when he's averaging less than 10 points, or Andrew Wiggins, who's averaging less than 19? Like, I you know, I don't want to force things if it's not there. Trey Young's team is terrible record-wise. I don't care. He needs to be starting. He's the best guard in the East, period. I, I you, com- he's, he, you compare him to anybody. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I don't believe in that formula of are they on a winning team and then they move down a few spots because they're not, I just think it's stupid. So we're not, I, I, I think that's like the right way to view it. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, like, cause a lot of people miss out. Yeah. Um, cause a lot of people miss out on the all-star game, you know, and they deserve, you know, like think about this for a second. I think it was several years in a row where Damian felt he got snubbed. You know what I mean? Like he was like, why am I not make, but he was like, he had the most points. He was leading his team. Clearly the, he was okay. So <clears throat> there's only one MVP in the, in the league. Correct. But there are several players who are MVPs of their own team. Damian Lillard is, was one of those guys before he got hurt. You know what I mean? Before the season started, before, you know, Father's time starts to catch up a little bit, you start to lose just a little bit of, a, of you know, a little bit of pep in your step. He's one of those guys that he continuously be snubbed. Every year, he's like, why am I not making this team? Why am I not making this team? Why am I not making this team? Last year, he made the team. And he showed up and showed out. So I don't, you know, yeah. I truly believe that when it comes to the All-Star game, it's it becomes popularity. And when it comes to yeah. all-star weekend, it becomes popularity so much to the point that a lot of guys miss out. Yes. It should be the best player available on every team. Yes. yes. I couldn't agree with you more, Chris. Yeah. Like Trey Young missed out on it last year before they went to the Eastern conference finals. And just another example of them just not understanding basketball. So, it is what it is. Um, are you ready for the West? Chris? Well, in the West, we have uh, basically at the guard positions, we have uh, Steph Curry. He's a phenomenal guard. Um, he is the leader in the clubhouse, the best guard in the West. He's the best guard in the NBA, let's be honest here. Um, and then we have Luka Doncic, who is world-class amazing. 
And, you know, he is definitely deserving of that second guard spot. And then uh, a guy who's carrying his team is sneaks in as the last forward spot on the starting lineup. And that is Paul George. He deserves to be in this all-star game starting. He is carrying his team. He's carrying the Lakers. He needs to be an all-star starter. We obviously have LeBron. I mean, this guy legitimately uh, uh, might win MVP this year. He really deserves uh, that spot. Nikola Jokic is ridiculously amazing. Um, And then the other two guards off the bench is Donovan Mitchell and John Morant. I mean, those guys could be like starters in the East or be in competition for the starters in the East, but, you know, they just get stuck behind Steph and Luka. Um, our other forwards are Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, and Brandon Ingram. I mean, those guys are amazing. They deserve this spot. Carl Anthony Towns, if he doesn't make the all-star team, then I'm literally going to riot the world because he's so deserving of it. Right. It's ridiculous how special he is. Um, so that's that's definitely – he. And, you know, the Timberwolves are respectable uh, now. So um, that's really important uh, for some people. Yeah. And Brandon ain't carrying the Pelicans, so I don't care. And the last two in the bench were Damian Lillard and Devin Booker. And basically, obviously, Dame's hurt, so we got to find a spot. Mm-hmm. So it's either – off the top of my head, I'm thinking either – Anthony Edwards, who's averaging like 22.5, I want to say, or Kristaps Porzingis, who's mm. averaging 20 and like six, and obviously is a center. I would probably go Kristaps. I feel like he is so underrated this year. Yeah. Um, it's been so a while since it's been a hard start game, too. Yeah. So I, I think KP would be my all star, but it's too close because they're both deserving. They're both all star level players. What do you yeah. think? You had you had Job Moran in there, correct? Oh my goodness, yes. I'm not okay. ludicrous and stupid. Yeah. Um I mean it's not too many other players you can give that spot to, really. Yeah. Because a lot of the lot of the like a lot of these teams have one through twelve locked up, but like their you know, second best player might be a six man. You know, so like Yeah. I mean, unless you want to throw Clay in there just for the hell of it. Huh? Too soon. He's only played like three games. Yeah. Um. I mean, some people will will have the discussion for Chris Paul. Can Chris you tell Paul? me why not Chris Paul, who's averaging less than fourteen points per game? I like Chris Paul. You said why not Chris Paul though? Yeah. Like why is he? Not, why? Well, actually, would you have him in this spot? I mean, if we're basing off points, no. Um, because we can't go off impact, but I think that with how Chris Paul, the Phoenix Suns aren't the team that they are right now. Um, so we have to go with the best player available, which will be Devin Booker. So I don't, I mean, Chris Paul can make it off popularity, but I mean, he is playing really great right now. Um, I don't know, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't mind seeing Chris Paul in an all star game, I wouldn't mind seeing Chris Paul win the championship, honestly. Mm. The things that I want to see. I mean, Chris Paul hasn't been an All Star game in a minute. You know, yeah. Never won a championship. Got close last year. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I yeah, I, I would definitely go with Kristaps Porzingis. I, I think he's the right fit, in my opinion. Yeah. Who do you – so uh, what do you think about oh, the – Oh, Paul uh, George is hurt too. I'm sorry. Paul George is hurt too. Yes, sir. Paul oh, George well, then I guess they both get in. Anthony Edwards and Chris Stapps. Is Paul Anthony George. Davis hurt? Is Anthony Davis hurt? If Anthony Davis is hurt too, Chris Paul can be grandfathered in. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Davis is still injured. You didn't know that? That's when he hasn't played. Uh, I don't know how long he would be. Um, but if he is by still the All-Star game, then yeah. Chris Stapps, Anthony Edwards, and Chris Paul make it in. I would argue that Anthony Davis is not deserving to be an All Star game. What? Not, not this year. His stats are still impressive. It's like twenty three, eight, and you know he's still great for forward. I would. And, that would. I would not. I would disagree with. You. Yeah, I. Would. I just think he's underperforming from like what we may expect from Anthony Davis, but his like second tier level play is still a bench. All-star in my opinion. Yeah, he's supposed to be top five. He's not playing like it. So I would yeah. I would I'm not I couldn't give it to him because I would go with the best available and he wouldn't be the best available in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. All right, you're you ready to kick it to the uh the so what do you want to talk about next? I have rookie and sophomore lineups. I have three point contest and slam dunk. Let's mm, go slam dunk. I kind of like that. Okay, we have five guys chosen here. Yeah, you ready? Yeah. Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon. You think Zach Levine would do it again? Well, we can force them to do whatever we want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, mm-hmm. John Morant, Jalen Green, yeah, and Kai Jones. Okay, okay, I like that list. <clears throat> Can so, we uh, force Zion to get healthy and then put him in dunk contest? <laughs> Hit that heel button, <laughs> like it's a video game. Get healthy faster. Listen to Charles Barkley. Eat less. Lose weight. <laughs> When Charles Barkley has to tell you to lose weight, you stoop pretty low as a human being. That's very true. <laughs> um, I honestly think that this uh, slam dunk game would be like the greatest in the past decade because you would have Zach Levine versus Eric Gordon. Everybody wants to see that. It's must see TV. Yeah. Then you could see John Morant, who makes time stop in midair. And you can see Jalen Green, who makes time stop in midair. And may, many people may not know Kai Jones, but, you know, we're the basketball addicts and we did draft stuff. And this guy is like six foot eleven and levitates. So he would do some crazy stuff. Um, so what do you think about, like, as a slam dunk lover, what would you think about this? Like, how excited would you be? I'll be very excited. You have John Moran in there. <clears throat> he literally flies through the air. Yeah. If you we can heal Zion Williamson and get him to go in, that's yeah. must see TV. He already won, like I think, like his high school dunk contest, doing amazing things. That's what got him really famous and got people looking at him yeah. is because of how he was dunking in high school. Yeah. Like this guy is huge and he's athletic. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. 
would love to see a dunk contest. Like, and of course, everybody wants to see Aaron Gordon versus um, Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. That's Most a rematch of the century. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah, love the it. NBA, the NBA has the athletes to put out a great slam dunk because just people are saying no for whatever reason, man. Don't know. No, because they don't want to get screwed over. Nobody wants to get screwed. Yeah, it's true. They see what happened to Aaron Gordon. They're not okay with it. I'm not okay with it. <laughs> if you're okay, I'm okay. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> you say he'll never oh perform again. He should have two trophies. Now, I kind of agree. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. <laughs> Are you ready? So what do you want to talk about now? Three-point roster or the rookie versus sophomores? Let's go with the three-point. I like that. All right. Three-point contest. People are not usually intrigued to watch a three-point contest. So I am going to create drama where there is not drama. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? First things first, Steph Erlis. Steph Curry. And then we're going to have Joe Harris, the person who beat him. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, I feel like people want to see Steph versus his brother, Steph. Stefan versus Steph. Big bro versus little bro. Oh, Seth. Yes, Seth versus Steph. Yeah. Both <laughs> and Joe Harris, the nemesis. Yeah. All right. So now we want to add more drama. Let's put in Clay Thompson. I want to know who shoots better, Clay or Steph Curry. I thought they already played. They already did it, didn't they? Clay won. Okay. Okay. Well, I have another layer of drama. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. Oh, Kevin Durant in the three-point contest? You get to see between Clay, Steph, his brother, and Kevin Durant, and the person that beats Steph, mm-hmm. who's the best three-point shooter, all in the three-point shooting contest. It's crazy. What do you think about that? I like that. Um, I think that Clay might win, but I also want to believe that KD could possibly win. It would be amazing. It would yeah. be so much fun. Did, did be Clay crazy. beat Steph though? I think they. I think they were in the same contest, and I think Clay beat Steph. I think you might be right. Yeah, I think you might be right. I'll say it again. Clay's the most consistent shooter ever. Yeah, he's amazing. So that's how we would add intrigue to something that sometimes people really don't want to watch. We're, yeah. we're making it must TV. You know, you got to act like this is uh, reality TV. Just people come watch for the drama. Like, just make drama happen. You know what I mean? All right, you ready to hear the rookie versus sophomore team? Yeah, well, if we can get LeBron James again in the contest, that would be awesome. Yeah, he'd never do it. I just assumed he'd never do it. Yeah, especially this old. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you ready to hear this rookie roster? Yeah, I'm listening. All right. Guards, Kate Cunningham and Jalen Green. Fair. The forwards are Franz Wagner, Scotty Barnes, and Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. Those are the starters. What do you think about that? I like that. I like that a lot. That's good. Okay, so this is the last seven on the bench. Mm-hmm. Jalen Suggs, Chris Duarte, Alprin Sengun, Kessler Edwards, 
Jonathan Kuminga, who may not have the stats to make this game, but the eye test jumps off of, oh, my goodness, he's insane. Did you yeah. watch him versus the Chicago Bulls? Did you see those highlights? Yeah. He looked like a like, – like, what? He was insane. He lost his mind and dropped, like, 25 against the Bulls when they were getting – the Warriors were getting beat by the Bulls, like, getting blown out. Yeah. Uh, and the last two guys on the bench, Josh Giddey and Davion Mitchell. Okay, um, I That's feel fair. like this is this is the best twelve right now in, in the rookies. Just try to fit them all in the roster. Um, and the sophomore games too. I thought it was like rising stars. Oh, I thought it was like I thought it, they just somehow did rookie versus sophomores. Oh, I didn't know if they still did it or not. Okay. Well, if they don't, well then we'll just change it. Yeah. Uh, the sophomore roster was uh, Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Isaac Okoro, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Maxey, Obi Top, and Patrick Williams, Danny Adavia, Cole Anthony, and Desmond Bain. Where is Darius Garland? I don't think he's not a sophomore. He's three years in the NBA already. Yeah. I think I drafted last year. I mean, not last year, two years ago. He was not drafted. He was drafted two years ago? You sure? Mm, almost 100% sure. It looks like it's, it's, oh, it might be his third year. You're talking, you, Isaac Okoro was drafted that year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they drafted Evan Mobley this year, Isaac Okoro the year before that. And then it was. Um, Darius Garland, the year before that was Colin Sexton. Hmm. Remember when Colin Sexton got drafted and he said, LeBron, you should stay, or something along those lines? Yeah. Could you imagine, like, what are you saying, bro? Nobody expected you to be anything or knew you were going to be anything. I mean, the basketball addicts would have known, but we weren't doing draft uh, prospects, draft talk back then. Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, I like Colin Sexton. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like his mentality. Yeah, that's true. He's a very he's a competitor. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh do you have anything else you want to talk about with the All Star game? Mm-hmm. Not really. Um I just wish I could go. That'd be pretty cool if I could go. But those tickets are like twelve hundred dollars. For oh, nosebleeds. Like, so yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be here when that happens anyway, because Cleveland's going to be shitty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a fact. Andy's going to be blocked off. He ain't going to be go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be rough. All them, and then the, cl- the clubs and bars going to be always packed. You know, I don't yeah. go clubbing and barring, but still. Mm-hmm. It's a fact that it really will be. Yeah. Well, uh, I think this is like a natural ending uh, point for the podcast today. Do you think so, too? Yeah. So a couple quick things, guys. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. Please give us a thumbs up or a star wherever you may find us. Just give us some kind of good review. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. if just tell us something. Say hi. If you want. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Follow us on all our social medias, which you'll know you'll be able to find. Um, look out for content there. You know, we'll be back again next week with more exciting 
you know, news and notes and more exciting uh, content for you. And <clears throat> my name is Chris Muhammad. I'm Justin Collins. And we are the Basketball Acts. Peace.